Ladies and gentlemen, this is Roofers and Shakers. Yo, what up, everyone? Thank you for joining us. You are now listening to Groovers and Shakers. This is episode 30. This is your host, Aldo, speaking, and I'm in the studio with my co-host, Adam 45s, and our guest, Dig in the Gutter. It's Sunday, August 9th, 2020. We just wanted to apologize for not putting out this episode uh, last month on our regular scheduled time. We had some things come up, so we decided it would be best to reschedule. On today's show, we'll be having back-to-back eclectic sets. Up first will be Adam 45s with a set of some soul and funk, as well as some other sounds. Followed by Digging the Gutter to close it out. So stick around to the eclectic sounds of Groovers and Shakers. And let's get back to the music. You wait, you can't say 
like you much more than I thought I would But now you must go your way And I've got to go mine Girl, let's arrange to meet again sometime Tell me how Can I get in touch with you? I know we can have a lasting relation But for the moment, we're running out of time And girl, there's so much left on my mind I gotta know how in the world can I get in touch with you Give me your number Can I get in touch with you And if you already got a lover, let me be your friend, baby.
this thing called love Let me tell you what it takes to stay in love Now listen and behold Ah, it's the price of love I'm about to unfold Oh, it takes a lot of heartaches And it takes a lot of grief
Groovers and Shakers, and that was Adam 45s with that eclectic, funky soul set. What's up, Adam? Yo, what's up? Thanks for that dope set, man. Shit, thanks for listening. Yep. How are you doing? Doing great. Having a good time, dropping a set. Um, you recently took a trip somewhere. Can you tell us where you went? Yeah, I actually went back to where I used to live. So I was basically born in the 80s in like the middle of nowhere. Super isolation, deep in the woods. Where was that at? That was in Northern California, like California, Oregon border. I won't get too specific because the people up there obviously live there because they value their privacy. And I don't want to blow up the spot too much. But yeah, it's way up there, California, Oregon border. It's That's a cool. Beautiful place. So what were you doing out there? Relaxing, chilling in the hammock, not <laughs> doing shit. You know, it's cool. It's relaxing. Uh, like down here, you're all, you're constantly being overstimulated. Yep. You know, like cell phones, computers, yep. all that shit up there. There's no service. There's no electricity unless you want to run a generator. You're kind of so off the grid, like, right? Dude, you're just disconnected, just relaxing, and it feels good. That's that's dope, man. Were you uh, 
Were you near a body of water? Did you do some any kind of like river activities or anything like that? All kinds every day. Uh, my parents' uh, spot, it has the river. The river flows right through there. So we would just post up. We'd go to the river every day, just do some swimming, did a little fishing, caught one fish the whole, <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> but it was cool. I had a really good time and I plan on going up there more. I hadn't been up there in 14 years. So now that I've been up there, I plan on spending some more time up there. That's dope, man. Um, yeah, I mean, I totally get what you're saying. Um, you know, I recently went camping myself and it just felt awesome to be back, you know, in the outdoors, you know, just break away from, you know, being indoors at home, not being yeah. able to get out. Um, you know, I'm sure you had that same feeling, right? Definitely. I mean, I honestly felt like a different person when I came back. I just <laughs> felt so much more relaxed because it's like after that much time of just like, you know, not worrying about things, not thinking about stuff. It's like you wake up and you you don't have really have a plan. You just let the day come to you. It feels good. So, I mean, when I came back, I felt like I hit the reset button. There you go, man. That's awesome. So within regards to your uh, set, yes. um, when it comes to, you know, specifically eclectic sets, I would say that one of the most challenging parts for me is to go from one genre to the next. I agree. You know, that switch up, that transition. Yeah. How do you overcome that aspect? Well, I didn't because I didn't really jump around too much. <laughs> <laughs> like you said, it's hard, man. And I, ha I struggle with it too. Um, so, I mean, I kept it pretty soulful. And what I did was just bounce around within the soul genre. So I kept it pretty soulful, but at the same time, I didn't, I didn't go too far out there, yep. but I think we are going to get into some, uh, some more genres coming up. So yeah, you played a lot of heat within your set, any Thank particular you. tracks that you were looking forward to playing, you know, something that maybe you haven't heard in a while. Yeah. A lot of songs, actually. One of my favorite songs from my set was probably Edwin Starr running back and forth on 45. It's kind of it's a little harder to get on 45 than the album and it sounds so good. It just bangs, you know? And it's like uh that was the vinyl pressing. There's a styrene pressing of it too, but I love the copy that I have. It's clean and um I was excited to drop that one. Nice. Can you please run through your uh, set list for us? Yeah, and I'm going to be honest with you. I don't have my entire set list <laughs> ready for you guys, but I am going to walk you through what just happened there. So we opened up the show with a classic track by The Whispers that was The Time Will Come. I felt like that was a good way to start it off. The, the lyrics seem very relevant today if you listen to them, so I hope everyone will do that. Uh, we heard some classics in there, The Pretenders, uh, a, a couple obscure ones, Morris Vaughn. Um, but one of my favorite parts of the set was probably when I went from... I dropped a track by Little Sherman and the Mod Singers. The song was The Price of Love on ABC. I love that record. I was excited to play that one. Uh, a little more obscure, but then I went into a record on the Gordy label that was, like I said, Edwin Starr running back and forth. I love that track. And then what I did right here, I felt like it made sense. I went from Gordy to Tamala. Nice. And I played the Marvelettes, You're the One for Me, Bobby which is kind of unusual on 45. I've actually never played that in a set, so I was excited to do that. Nice. And then we closed it out with When Johnny Comes Marching Home on Spring Records. That's what's up. Thank you for running through some of your records that you yes, played in sir. your set. So right now we're about to switch it up, bring in our guest. So let's go ahead and uh, welcome him into the show. What up, Dig in the Gutter? What's up, how you guys doing? Good, man. How are you? 
Very good today. Very good today. Thank you so much for having me on the show. This is really great. I like this opportunity. Uh, I vibe with you guys before, and I'm glad to be doing it on this kind of platform today. No worries, oh, yeah. man. Appreciate you coming through. Um, can you please tell us where you're from? I'm from Wilmington, California. Uh, it's basically the heart of the harbor of uh, Los Angeles. Yes, sir. That's what's up. And you mentioned you vibed with us before. I met you at a night called Digging in the Crates. That was put on by our boy, Funky Ghetto Soul. We had a lot of good people come through. Our boy, All Natural, was there with us. He's actually here kicking it with us today, too. Yep. Uh, We had a big crew, though. Uh, Do you recall who was, like, DJing? Were those uh, people that you're you're boys with? Or we had a lot of people on the turntables that night. (laughs) Yeah, actually, that night, um, I I met a lot of people for the first time, including yourself. Yeah. But it was a great turnout. Like, we had a great show. Everything went smoothly. Um, for the even, most part, yeah, even <laughs> even the troubleshooting, like yeah, we, little we, technical issues, we we took care of it right away, and uh, that's the great aspect of a DJ. They know how to take care of things under pressure and still deliver for a crowd that's half drunk. Hey, man, that's it's true. not a gig if you don't have technical issues, you know. That's right. That's true. <laughs> that's true. That's right. So, in the future, if that night uh, starts back up again, do you do you see yourself being back over there doing oh, sets? Definitely, definitely. The vibe was great. Everybody had a good flow. It was just a good array of genre of music. It was. We bounced around, but it was cool. Yeah, everything fit perfectly. The crowd yeah. response was great. Uh, the bartenders seemed to live. I, I seen them bobbing their heads. Yeah. That's always a good thing. Yeah, we played like everything from hip hop, soul, funk, cumbia. <laughs> even even your boy Julian was there, DJ Julian. That's, <laughs> yeah. uh, Big ups. <laughs> that's Aldo's partner in crime over at Jive Ass Fridays. He came through and did a set. <laughs> That's what's up. So what are you going to be playing for us today, uh, Digging the Gutter? Today, I I brought a, a good array of this multi-genre, going from soul to funk to jazz to psych to reggae to even a couple of rap records. Nice. You like to keep it eclectic, huh? I figured since this is my first time on the show, I should just do a good little wide waveform of music. That's yeah, what's up. Yeah, for sure. Well, we're looking forward to it. Do you want to uh, go ahead and queue up your first record? Sure. I'm done. I'm ready. Ooh. Yes, yes. It's about that time, so thanks for continuing to support us on our diverse journey into sound. We're going to kick off another set, and I have a feeling it's going to span a wide range of music, so let's get into it. Dig into gutter, groovers and shakers. Let's go.
Whenever we're together, you're the kind of girl 
It's your boy, Julian. You're in the mix with Gurus and Shakers.
dame una sola noche para amarte y verás lo que haré dame la libertad para abrazarte y serás tú mi crisol dame una sola noche soñarás que lo que he imaginado probarás me pedirás entonces noches más dame una sola noche para amarte This world, troubles all around Trying to build a place to live and set freedom right down Begging you, Jesus, come see about me, yeah Many times the devil tries Turn me around I keep pressing on Cause my soul is heaven bound I never lost connection Since God knows when Lord Troubles all around me, day by day I'm hiding in temptation, seems it's here to stay Oh, I need you, Lord, set my soul on fire Besará toda la piel y de tu miel saboreará. Alguien será, alguien dividirá mi corazón y mirará tu intimidad. Camina fuera, alguien tomará tu mano, sentirá tu pecho, todo el palpitar. Alguien. Te hará regalos 
be a drag if everything I had would all be taken away someday and what if you worked all your life made a lot of money and even had a wife and that'd be taken away what would you say now wouldn't it be kind of sad why you weren't thinking you weren't that bad Jesus gazed at you and said they followed me into the everlasting fire pool yeah Open their eyes, they're getting fed up with all these lies And with all these phony religions They're starting to see hope in one Jesus Christ and all he's done He ain't no religion You're set free with love from the sun, yeah Love from the sun Love from the sun Love from the sun Thank you.
your thoughts astray Praying now could be your dream filled yesterday
what is becomes what was. He's a
rockets loose and then their sockets They shoot off in time like rockets slow I stay and watch the trip and search where they have seemed to slip I never ever find a chip to carry in my pockets
Digging the gutter in the mix. Groovers and Shakers Radio. I hope you're feeling it out there. Two 12-packs and three hours later, we are touching back down. I think we might have set a new record for length of time for a Groovers and Shakers episode. And I'm glad we did. You were up there for a while, and I was just like, yo, I'm going to turn him loose, let him get into it, and see what happens. I'm so sorry. Don't be sorry. Yep. But thank, but thank you at the same time, but I'm so sorry I didn't mean to do this. <laughs> I, this is fun. It was fun. It just kept going and kept going. Hell yeah. We're having a good time. I could play a little bit longer. <laughs> we'll say, we got to save something for next time, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. It was dope that your set was so long because you were able to cover so many different genres. What were some of the genres that you covered in your set today? So what I did was um, I started with soul, a little bit slower, got into a little bit of funk, in the funk, trying to transition to the jazz, play some jazz-worthy tunes that turned psyche to transfer into psych. From psych went to reggae, and that was it right there. That's good, man. We bounced around a lot, and you included so much good music in your set. We got deep. You played some deep shit. Thank you, thank you. We got into some stark reality, yes. some uh, some gospel records. Yes, a lot of samples. Yeah, you know, I heard Wu Tang in there. Some Dilla stuff in there. Yeah, I, I, I tried to play stuff that was recognizable as along with stuff that were personal favorites. Good listening music plus good sample-worthy stuff. For sure. Stuff that triggers people, yeah. So what, what were some of your personal favorites from your set? Um, maybe the Labby Sifri, the, the Fred Cabin. The Fred Cabin is a personal favorite because that track is just nuts. Um, some of the soul cuts I played the Soul 45s I kind of have my box in front of me 
Because after two uh, 12-packs, I'm kind of retarded. I see you eyeing the records from across the room, too. Within regards to uh, your set, we were talking, and um, you know, you played a lot of different labels. Yes. You played some stuff that was actually regionally local to us, yes. as well as some stuff that's probably from other parts of the U.S., can you talk about maybe some more of the local stuff that you did play that you were like, I think you mentioned something about one track being your favorite. I think it was like Brown and Beautiful by yes. Jade or something like that. Yes, Jade is a, a, a group from the 70s that is from my hometown of Wilmington. Word. And it was recorded in San Pedro and the bass player is actually my homeboy's dad. My brother's homeboy's dad, which is actually, I look at him like a brother, like a big brother. And um, they released about three or four singles through the 70s. They would play at random pubs, including um, the local um, bowling alley back in Wilmington okay. in the days, and they would play there also. But they would play throughout like the whole harbor area, and I'd actually acquired uh, a dub plate of the single I played today. So I shelved that one, and then this one I acquired from actually from Andy from Regular Jungle. Nice. Big, up. Big ups. I got it from him, and that's my play copy that uh, I do play out in public. A lot of people only collect like one genre of music, and they get really deep. You're like myself. I like to collect all different types of stuff. Do you think that's like a producer thing, or why do you think you like to collect so many different types of records? I think it expands past being a producer. I think it's just people that have an ear for good music in general, because being limited to just having samples or just having like one genre of music is good, but it's going to be well-rounded music. If you're a music lover, you're going to adapt to everything else. Like I have a lot of classical records, country that people, I would never spend in public. I have a bin, a, a crate basically. I, I throw a weekly playlist in. So a lot of that consists of stuff I would never play in public. So I think being multi-genre is a healthy ear. It keeps your soul intact with and grounded and who you are as an individual yeah. and your personal taste. Because if you like it, a thousand other people like it. To uh, piggyback on that, so you played a combination of 45s and LPs. Yes. When it comes to your collection, do you have more of one than the other? Do you collect more 45s or LPs or is it a combination of both in terms? Um, no, definitely LPs dominate. Dominate. Like... When I first started buying records, it wasn't really for DJing aspect. I mean, I did. I bought, I bought a lot of rap. I was, I was spitting a lot of rap. But when I got into the, the, the producing side of everything, I started buying nothing but LPs. Multi-genre, random, obscure, interesting, sometimes shitty, sometimes great records. And 45s came along. I guess I started buying 45s when I started buying familiar songs. And then from there, I realized that there was bands and groups and artists that didn't cut LPs. Right. That's when the 45s got heavy. Yeah. But definitely LPs outweigh the 45s. Okay. Definitely. Definitely. And you played a lot of dope stuff on 45 still. Are you currently working on any beats or is that something that you would like to get into more once you start having more time? When I buy records, I... Set them to the side, and if I hear something interesting that I can make with it, I kind of marinate on the idea for months. I hear a certain drum, maybe a snare from one album, a kick from another. I'll put that in the same pile, 
And I start marinating on the idea for months and months and months before I actually execute, as opposed to what I used to do years back where I'll just load it straight up into the sampler and just put to the side as a kick or a drum or a loop or a chop or a stab or whatever it is, and then assemble. I kind of do it more like if I'm making a recipe for a, a good dinner for myself. I love food. Damn, that's yeah. a really good way of putting it, dog. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, mean, that's basically what it is. It's just like soul food, you know? Like, cooking up some dope yeah. beats in there, the fucking kitchen. There you go. <laughs> so now, like, to answer that question, like, lately, I just been, like, overwhelming my, my marinade. <laughs> I would like to say my marinade box. It's marinating a little too long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's basically what it is. But um, I do try to get back to it, but I'm just so overwhelmed with everything that I do that, you know, it just takes time. Yeah, I Everything has a season, yeah. Is there like a preferred method or any tool that you use to make your beats? I usually start with the drum, and then from the drum, I'll go into the sounds. I'll find a sound, and then I'll start chopping. And But mostly it starts with the drum. It starts with the drum. I, I try to approach it with like a DJ aspect with blending. So like the drum, I, I try to put the drum down first, and then, and then try to blend it into it. And then most times the drum ends up changing. But... It's just that certain BPM that, yeah. you know, a mock drum, basically, I use yeah. first. Yeah. Just a starting point. Yeah. It seems like that's uh, pretty common with producers. You know, like once they start on a beat, it's never really done. Like even when they're in the lab working on it, they take some time off. They'll go back to it like two weeks later, a couple of days later, a month later, and then boom, they get a new idea and they improve on it, right? You're exactly right. Actually, it's just like an artist's mindset, like... um a painting is never done yep. until you say it's done. That's true. Same thing with a beat. 200%. Same thing with a rhyme. Yep. Same thing with a breakdance routine. Everything relates all in one in my perspective. No, for sure. And and speaking about, you know, you making beats and sampling and all, you know, sampling records and all that. Uh, what are some of your favorite producers that you look up to, you know, that have been in the hip hop game for, you know, such time now, you know? Beat Nuts. Okay. Yep. Beatnuts, Primo, uh, yep. Self Scientific. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, there's there's just so many. Dre, Pete Rock. Yep. You know, pre, you know, Pete Rock and Primo are like tied in in like they're like the same but different. Pete Rock will a take, lot of good remixes too from both of them. Yeah, like Pete Rock, he'll take like eight records to make one banging ass orchestrated track, as opposed to Primo, he'll take one record, chop it, and just make a straight sick. Like headbanger boogie, right? But beat nuts, I say beat nuts because um, I say beat nuts from a digger standpoint because they dig the most obscurest, randomest shit from back in '93. Yeah, way ahead of the curve of motherfuckers. Like they, they were just digging up the most craziest shit. And even to this day, when I find their samples, it's like damn, like they were doing this shit back then. Yeah, mm-hmm. like yeah. Beat Nuts is a personal fave of mine. They've always been deep. Oh, yeah. And then the thing I love about Primo is his chops. Nobody chops samples like Primo. Dude, you have to admit, right? Dude, he makes that head, that head bang a boogie. You yep, know what I'm dude. saying? Like, that's a straight street head nod shit. Yep. He has those iconic, you know, choruses, right? Dude, yeah. He's like chopping up those verses or whatever he's sampling, and it's just like, you know, it's Primo because of that chorus. Yeah. 
He'll have something that sounds like a loop, but it's actually like a bunch of different chops. Yeah. And it's just so perfect. Yeah. It yeah. sounds like it was made that way. It fits yep. in perfectly. And plus his hooks. He scratches yep. his hooks. Sick as fuck. That's the perfect hip hop recipe right there. There it is. That's right. You've been digging for a long time. Do you have any good stories of just like being out and finding something dope or just like finding something cool in a weird spot? Even finding like multiple copies, just any anything unusual out there in the field? I did a lot of the flea market swap meet type digging, but I got to say my favorite like digging situations are the spots where you would not ever expect to find records. Like a furniture store, a repair yeah. shop. What kind of repair shops are we talking about here? Yeah, like I needed a a little mini fridge repaired. Oh sh! I brought I brought it in like an appliance store. Yeah, and this dude, (laughs) this dude, he he would actually like fix like old uh, like turntables and like uh, stereo equipment, like electronic place. But he had boxes of records. Oh wow! And I found a few, and it was really random. Like it was a spot where like he just had records. He had a bunch of shit on top of it, and nobody looked through them. I right. was the first one to probably look through them. Probably the first and last. Other than that, like, um, house calls. Yeah. I, I would say house calls are probably the most weirdest, because, like, crawl space addicts, um, siphoning through, like, possum and raccoon shit in the garage <laughs> to get to boxes or bins, like, plastic bins of records. Um... But nothing really out of the norm. No, it's that's just, out of the norm. That is out, <laughs> that is out of the norm. Well, besides, <laughs> I don't besides, know how many people oh. dig through fucking you know raccoon shit and addicts and whatnot. <laughs> unless shit. I think unless you're like a private dealer, then you're doing those types of things. As far as like the average digger, I mean, I don't know how many of us are doing that. If you that's are, true. big ups. But you know, that's, a hard that's crazy. Hard. <laughs> I stopped doing that a while back. House calls used to be my greatest come up, but um, basically ever since Penny Saver went out, I stopped doing it. You know, Penny Saver was like my main, my main strain to like that connect. But once that stopped, I stopped doing that. So we mentioned earlier, Funky Ghetto Soul had the night where me and you met. We got all natural in the house today. How did you connect with these guys? Well, Funky Ghetto Soul, I met them through, um, actually, do you, huh? Right, Nat? Yeah. How many events did we do? We did a couple of them, huh? Yeah, Funky Ghetto Soul had the night and he invited us. Spin. Yeah. And then um we did a couple shows. He came over to the pad a couple times. But we just connected just through me- through mutual people, you know, like we linked up. And then when he had this event going, when he was throwing this event, I was really interested. Yeah. So I jumped on the opportunity. And they've both been guests on our show too. So big ups to uh you guys. That was episode 16 and 18. If anyone wants to go back in the archive and check those out, I recommend you do that. When All Natural was here, he did a dope set. Yep. All Natural said he was into b-boying, breakdancing, graffiti. Would you say that you were into any other elements of hip-hop culture back in the day other than DJing? Oh, yeah, all of them. Um, I'm going to tell you, uh, uh, first, straight up, graffiti's my wife. Graffiti's number one. How long have you guys been married? <laughs> Shit. 90. There we go. 1990. 1990 into 91. And then, um, but even before that, like in 85, 86, I used to break dance with my neighbor. 
So in 92, I started breakdancing again. And so I was a graph head B-boy in the early 90s. And up until about like 95 and 96, uh, met my boy Taker. And my boy Taker, uh, he showed me the whole DJ aspect. And so we, we started doing that, going to homeboy uh, Alex Sotelo's pad, Baser, started spinning on his 1200s, which was like, he was a paper boy. He 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 did his route for six months to buy those turntables, like dedicated. We started learning off of him, spinning his records. Taker then got me into sampling off this little Gemini 24-second sampler that had no memory, nothing. Just you trigger the sample, and you either hit it on a loop or on one shot. And then we end up acquiring a four-track a tape recorder from a pawn shop and started making beats like that. So Taker got me into beats after that. And then the whole like rapping and everything, like that was just me drunk and high. <laughs> just fucking with the homies. And, but I basically have done every, I, I do every aspect of hip hop. I, I am hip hop. I'm proud to say that. That's dope, man. I am hip hop. Aside from your boy Taker, is there anyone from your life that you can think of that's really put you on to music over the years? Like, how did you get into such deep taste for music? Oh, that's that's real easy. That's my boy Fez. My boy Fez is the first one. Like, um, I didn't have a Bob James one. And if you're a digger in L.A., like, you know, like, you ain't official until you have a Bob James one or a Bob James two. Oh, yeah. Like, you need, like, those are two Mando that like, you need. Yes. He was the one Staples. That had, yeah, he had that. And I was like, damn, like this who got what that Bob James one, you know, like and then so looking at his collection for him, letting me look through his stuff, started expanding mine. I started digging a little bit harder, started spending more money, started wasting a lot of money. <laughs> and then um I started building up my arsenal from there. Then I met I met my boy Ron. My boy Ron, DJ Clove out of OC and in Fullerton. And this dude, like, he like tripped me out because I'm at Cypress Swap Me digging, and this is like 2002, maybe. Dang, Cypress Swap Me was a spot. Back in those days, it was. <laughs> and so he, I, I see him like digging next to me. I'm like, man, this dude, like he's looking for like Zap and like Town Town Club. I sized him up all wrong. You know, he, he looked like a sick like cholo <laughs> digging for like that kind of stuff. Right. You know? But then I see this fool pulling out like, you know, Jerry Butler and like, He's pulling out like some like joints. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then so like I started talking with him. We walked a couple aisles and then we became accustomed to each other. And then every week I started linking up with him at the swap meet. That's dope. He introduced me to the homie, the Earl. And uh, from there, like the knowledge went up even more. So just from those three cats, like um, those are pretty much the basis. Like we just like. Piggybacked and fed off each other through the years and continue to grow as as heads that appreciate music to a a deeper sense than the average, I guess you could say, you know? Connoisseurs. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. That's that's honestly really cool. It's cool to find people that you can connect with, especially when it comes to the music and that put you up on music. You know what I mean? That's that's always a awesome feeling. Um so yeah, once again. Dig in the gutter. We just want to thank you for coming through, thank blessing you. us with that amazing set. You know, nothing but fire within your set. So we definitely want to just thank you and appreciate you for coming down and taking the time. 
Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. I, 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 I feel really blessed to, to be on the show. Yeah, big ups, man. You killed it. We just let you run wild, man. You did your thing. And I actually want to have you back eventually because you are deep on the psychedelic rock records. I feel like that's something people are kind of sleeping on. Let's do that. I'm ready because, um, yeah, psych rock gets slept on. And psych rock is something that should be out more. Agreed. We got all natural mic'd up right now. I want to yep. ask you a couple questions. Welcome back to the show. First hey, of all, up, guys, Good yeah, to be here with you guys again. Yeah, it's been a minute. So what's been going on with you? I mean, I know there's like, you know, the whole COVID-19 thing. Have you been pretty motivated to uh, do the artwork, like get involved in any artwork? Or is there anything going on in your life right now? The artwork is more than ever, like. I mean, now still popping time, off. Now, huh? now it's time to make art. You know what I mean? Saw that you recently did a, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, um, a painting. It was for one of the businesses when all the protests were going on, right? How did you link up as far as getting that specific uh, gig for that painting? I painted with my homie from Long Beach, so I stay in Long Beach right now. So me and my homie connected, and we basically saw like a lot of the the buildings boarded up, right? Because of the protests and the, you know, like everything going on, like the looting and fucking windows being yep. busted open and shit. So like there's a lot of wood, wood uh, windows. So there's a lot of opportunity for us to paint. And um, we painted for a, a small business in uh, Long Beach. I felt very fortunate to be part of that. And um, we, pre- we pretty much uh, painted what... What was going on at the time, like as far as like self expression, is like what we felt, what everybody was feeling, you know yeah. what I mean? Like fucking police brutality. And yep. Thanks for bringing that artwork to the city. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. So much needed for I, sure. I feel like Long Beach is a is a, is very rich with like community and um, music, art, self expression. We're all in this together. We're all connected somehow. So we appreciate you bringing that, you know, flavor to Long Beach for sure. Thanks yeah. for coming through. Thanks for coming through. And hell, just hell being yeah, here. What, yeah, you guys are like good homies that I may, I've been knowing for a while. And hell yeah, I'm glad to be here. You know what I mean? Like, and I know yeah. you have a lot of respect for your boy digging to gutters, tasting yeah, music. Yeah, my boy. Like we came through, we rolled up and shit. You know what I mean? Like digging the gutter, like show me a lot of the early like records that I know that I personally have. And so I wouldn't know much of anything if it wasn't for him. Big That's, ups to my homie Gutter. Thank you, brother. And Triple Seven Crew, you know what I mean? Like yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we're OG, we're OG in the Long Beach area and Harbor area. So Big ups to all you guys. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking thank about you. how it's cool to have that camaraderie, you know, when you meet someone that is able to show you music. Cause I've had that with Adam myself, you know. Yeah. So I definitely get what you what you mean by that, you know. Definitely. Yeah, it's all about the love. You, For sure. The thing is, like, when you show people records, like, you're expanding horizons and you're spreading the love, like, instead of being a, a greedy ass and being real snobbish yeah. and showing offish about you, what you got, it's about, like, spreading the love and keeping the music going and keeping this whole movement, the real movement going. Yeah. Not that false stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's about pushing people to keep digging and keep unearthing whatever they find and exposing it. 200%. I wanted to ask both of you guys, now that I have both of you guys on the mic, I wanted to ask, how are you guys passing the time during this quarantine? Because I feel like there's a lot of people that are struggling right now, you know, passing this this time in the quarantine, staying home, working from home, you know, so what do you guys, what have you guys been doing to kind of cope with that? 
I I've been building bikes. <laughs> Hey, yeah. that's dope. That's dope, dope, though. Dope Honestly, that's, that's dope. Yeah, like... Projects. Tell I, us about I, that. I got stuck on doing some projects. I, I, I'm... I'm The way my brain works, I'm always constantly stuck on doing something active. If it's not art, it's doing some other kind of building shit. So, lately, I've been building bikes. That's what's up. But I, re- I really should be focusing on my... Building my ride, my car. <laughs> I should be dumping money into that. But yeah, it's just, you know, with COVID, the swamis are open, so that's good. Yeah. Some thrift stores open. The Google's a pain in the ass. I hate having my forehead scanned before right. I get to walk yeah. in and look at a bunch of garbage ass Herb Alpert and Streisand records and shit yeah. for a thousand time, you know. It's just, but yeah, I've just been. Building bikes. That's cool, <laughs> Do man. Do you have any plans for the bikes? Are you just building them for yourself um, just to roll out? or a, Some of them I am. A couple of them I'm, I'm willing to let go of. It's just this weird. I guess since I'm not working on my my ride, I'm just focusing on the damn bikes. Yeah. And They're it's, dope, though. It's They're been dope easy. like it, cruiser bikes. Yeah, it's been easier to locate parts and shit for bikes than it is for my car. So, What have you been doing that, Rock? We're still collecting records. We're still painting. Oh. We're still bombing, like doing graffiti artwork and doing murals. I've been making art too. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I've been making a, a forty-five record sleeves and shit. You yes. know what I mean? Like tell us about them. Personal yes, artwork. Please. Yep. Talk about that. So yeah, I've been making like forty-five uh, record sleeves, like original artwork. So I do my, my like certain designs, like sarape. You know what I mean? Like I do like spray paint. Custom design, forty-five yes. record sleeves, and um, and that's nothing new, huh? You've been doing that for a minute. Yeah, I've been doing that for like almost two years. You know what I mean? Like that's it's, right. it's going on a year, it's almost two years. But like, so my my style is like I'm an artist first, and I'm coming through with art. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm contributing to the the record scene. You know what yep. I mean? Like I love I love the records, I love the forty-five uh, soul scene, everything. You know what I mean? Is that uh is that oils or is that acrylics when you're using uh, a sparser medium? So I'm doing spray paint. Oh, so neither. So you're doing spray paint. Okay. I, I would I would like to add that this guy was been he's been doing this two years ago. Yep, or, I remember. And so I have one. <laughs> the one, all right. The, the first one he did for me, I, I asked him, "Go check this out, Nat. Can you like hook me up with like tones of blue?" Sarape usually is a, a, a array of colors. It's, yeah, it is. Yeah. But he hooked me up with a solid ass array of blue, and I, I hooked it up on a certain record that meant something special to me. Right. And he would do that for everybody. He would custom make different patterns and colors. Two years ago, he's the yeah. first in the universe. To do that. The galaxy. <laughs> the whole Milky Way galaxy. My, my boy did that. The solar system. My homeboy did solar that. Solar system. And they're dope. And they're dope. No, they are dope. I have one. Dude, I, re- I remember when you I were making them. those yeah. too. Yeah. And I meant to get one. Hopefully, I can still get one from you. I would love to get <laughs> no, one. No, I got you, Doug. You know, there you like, go. See? So I started making them for my homies. You know, like close friends. Like friends that were like showing me the ropes as far as like. 45s and uh, how how shit gets down, you know? Yeah. So what influenced me was like seeing how everybody had their 45s and how pristine they had them. And I was like, damn, I should make, I want to do something that's, that's, that contributes to that, you know? Like, 
Yeah, and like like a uh, digging to gutter said, you were even doing like custom joints, just yeah. keeping it just keeping it real and authentic. You know, yeah. I think that's like the biggest part. Color that's what's comment, so dope yeah. about it. You know what I mean? Like, so my shit's my shit's original. And motherfuckers trying yeah, to yeah, yeah, boom, <laughs> original. So where can people get those authentic forty five sleeves? Yeah. Like, can they? You know, are these available to the public? Can they hit you up? Yeah, how can they get a hold of you? All Nat? I go by All Natural Triple Seven on Instagram. On Instagram, you know what I'm saying? But for real though, like if you if you know if you're talking to Steve, it's like that's right. You know where you know where it comes from. You know what I mean? The originator. The homies know what's up. Like we, my boy, we've been doing that it for a while. Style. That's right. Let them know what time it is. That's for real. My boy fathered that whole style. Y'all just learning off the fumes, homie. <laughs> keep, keep printing those out, you know. I'm going to say it. I don't care. I can't, I really can't stand no biters. I'm a graffiti head. I don't. I can't stand a biter. Biter gets no love. You just lost respect from people that know what's up with the realness. Because this timeline, this earth, can never be erased. You know where you get the idea from. Yeah, like I said, we're artists, and um, we come from, like, original I techniques. Know. You know what I mean? Like, we represent, you know what I mean? Like, we do our art. I was just trying to like contribute the the artistic flavor to the forty five scene and the soul music and um it is what it is, you know what I mean? There it is. Well I appreciate both you guys. You know, I know you guys are both coming at it from a good place. I appreciate your guys' energy. Uh you guys are both humble, you know, and you're you're dope at what you do. So I appreciate both you guys for, for just being in here and even just kicking it with us today. Yeah. Big ups, guys. Yes. Thank you. Hey, Aldo, thank you. Adam, thank you. This has been a blessing. Honestly, thank you guys for coming through. Both of you guys. You guys are always welcomed here. You yeah, know? we'll do yeah, it again. Guys. We'll I'm do down. it again. Yeah, 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 much fam, guys. For sure. Much, much fam. As your fam. Dad, Let's drink some more beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As always, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Mixcloud, and SoundCloud under Groovers and Shakers, as well as on our website, GrooversandShakers.com. Please make sure to rate our show and let us know what you think. We appreciate your support. You can always keep up with the latest Groovers and Shakers updates by following us on Instagram at Groovers and Shakers. Once again, just wanted to say a big thank you to all of the record stores, private record dealers, and anyone else out there that's hustling to make ends meet during these difficult times. Dig into gutter. Thank you one more time. Do you have one more track that you can drop to close out the show for us? Uh, yes, I do. I'll, I'll play a rap track. Yeah, you've you been know, bouncing around all, all day, so you're not going to stop now, huh? I, I, I got to just drop one hip-hop track because that's what it's all about. That's what got me started this record thing, and that's what it's going to do. Yeah, let's get into it. We're going to drop that track, and uh, we're going to get out of here. Yep. Peace, y'all. We'll be back the last Sunday of this month with a brand new episode. Take care, everyone. We're out of here. Peace. Ladies and gentlemen, live from Detroit, Michigan, with a jam-packed crowd of 55,245 people, it's Cool Keith, the Rhythm X, with Godfather Don at the St. Nicholas Arena with Lex Luger, and the man with many faces. I'm like Henry Kessinger, riding like a passenger, carrying packages, moving like a messenger, on the street you talking, you asking the, I'm coming out, where the hell is your manager? MC's in New York, everyone whacking up, DJ's falling, taking pay all the cash in up, another check spinning, reggae too much in up, whole lot of junk turning hard on the radio, flop the flop, pop the pop, MC stop, making tapes, cupcakes to choose from, lose them, MC's trying to battle in, at the lyricist lounge, many scrounge and scrounge, thinking back to the real shit, real legit, any rapper on a label should resign and quit, MCA, Arista, Interscope,
ya How could you let a stun be ya Style and breath, style and bet You regret I kick lyrics for Janet and tour with Jackson Wasting time, another black act Making whoop and shoot should be doodle on a poop in school I see the industry bugging, but they don't know no better I take one, two, three, look at Sounding like me, walking like me, clapping like me Stealing my style and even hardcore, even rapping like me I kick it, but they wait, handicapped, standing on the side Looking like Shabby and Scooby-Doo, trying to get through Styles, they go 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 0, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 14 MCs try to mix with a kid that's like no style Some like Bonnie Rubble, but a kid have to open the box of tricks Lickety-licky-lick style Next up, the Godfather Don making his way against the Undertaker and the Ultimate Warrior MCs, take your seats for the next match because there's the moment to miss Wait till you see the twisting styles of the Godfather Don the styles uplift my piles like masking tape You masturbate while your ass are blasted Make from endless onslaught like home court I'm on court with swans that's born Thought to dismember limbs this winter Tim will stomp and send hymns to remember When you first gotta be at the Exquisite lyric ever visit a complete rapture But see perhaps a need for rap disease The need to track the orphan exonerated Palmer the first to use llama rated X rhythm Sprayed it by tech giving Your shit is whack, got execs quitting I'm sitting, it's getting morbid Morgan with sword glitz Getting dick with raw dick It's time to sever the heads of less than clever I bled to never ever tread the mess Seven, attacking the winner Rapping disintegrating verbatim I chippy chopping, I ate them Berate them, I slay them and bake them With the unleaded more Higher temperature In other words, elevated weight It gets more, raw, for Your example, I dismantle Men who ran to venues When you could handle 